Hi, I'm John. I'm Colin. And I'm Brent. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if they hold up. There is no Cue the theme song. There's something very important I forgot to tell you. What? Don't cross the streams. Why? It would be bad. As a duly designated representative of the city, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. This city is headed for a disaster of biblical purport. What do you mean, biblical? What he means is Old Testament, yes. Mayor. Real wrath of God type stuff. Exactly. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. He slimed me. All right. In 1984, we got the original comedy Ghostbusters. We get a call. We got uh, Dan Aykroyd, uh, Harold Ramis, Rip. And Bill Murray, Sigourney Weaver, Rip. Rick Moranis, Rip. They're not. That's not perfect. Ernie uh, Hudson, Ernie Hudson, coming together and a cast of others um, <laughs> follow these. Um, well, I guess it follows two PhDs uh, who are actually interested in what they do, and then a hack PhD who is uh, creepily going after students all the he's time. He's a psychologist. He's a PhD in psychology he? and parapsychology, which I'm guessing is ghost psychology i don't even know if they give a degree in that but they uh, do it fake they do and he's got it he wasn't at a fake college either but um they get fired because they're not good at what they do or they're studying things that people don't agree with and they decide to start a little company called the ghostbusters uh where thankfully uh ghosts exist and these guys are well they basically create an industry that doesn't exist well turns out there's something strange in the neighborhood yeah and there is no one to call. There was no one to call. So, so they called these guys. They were like, well, we see a marketplace that is untapped. Yeah, it was actually Bill Murray's idea to push it through. Uh, and then With they, a bottle of fucking whiskey. They sell da- uh, Dan Aykroyd's house. I was, we were talking about things I really noticed this time about Bill Murray's character is just how bad of a person he is. Yeah. Because he's not... But that's what makes him so likable. Which is, is par for the course of Bill Murray. But, it, but, it make, but no, but he's like so flawed in this one, like more flawed than I'd ever imagined because like, but that's what makes him so likable. Is he's that a narcissist. He's so flawed. Yeah. Like he, he electrocutes that guy yeah. while trying to pick up on the girl. Yeah. Despite like, that he's right. Yeah, the and, guy gets you right. <laughs> yeah, like that guy actually could have had some tele, telekinetic abilities. Maybe. The fact that he got that right. But Bill Murray's so more invested in torturing him and getting the girl. It's a, it's he a, just ignores his, his guess. It's a perfect introduction to Bill Murray's character because it sizes up what he's all about. Yeah, he, and, he'll go for what he wants and he'll lie, cheat, and steal to and, get it. And he, I'll tell you what the effect is. It's pissing me off. <laughs> he kind of also uses... Um, Egon and Ray totally because they're the smarter ones who like actually have been doing all this research which he mocks the whole time but well when Ray sells his, his host but once it's well that's what I mean once they find out it's real he hitches his wagon to their fucking star totally. I think I think that they're always been aligned I think that he's not I don't think he's less smart than them and I don't think that he's not involved in the same studies he's just a different study and he's a wildly... Um, no, he has a different degree. He doesn't ever know what they're talking he's parapsychology. about. parapsychology. He's not a scientist. They deal with the, like, the more technical, scientific side of it. And he's like and he's a parapsychologist. The, which yeah. is, granted, like John said, it's bullshit, weird thing. 
and it never comes into fucking play in the movie. No. He never like like a he never like, has insights because he has there, a doctor. Yeah, he never assists Slimer <laughs> with his eating disorder or anything like but that. But that's what I'm saying is the reason the only reason the movie works so well is because of it because they always have to explain to him what's going on because oh, yeah, he that's doesn't true. that's true yeah. know what the fuck's going on because he's not their giant he nerds becomes the le man or whatever he, he's almost the best man. of the three of them to run the business yeah he's the he's the you're right because he's more of the suave talker you know what's the perfect example is yeah salesman's good sigourney weaver says it salesman. and it sums up not only <laughs> oh god <laughs> He's, Sigourney Weaver not only sums it up well for his character, but probably f from what I know, but for Bill Murray anyway. And she says, you're not like a scientist. You're more like a game show host. Yeah. Like yeah. It's, it's actually one of the most perfect analogies for a character ever because that's exactly what he's like. He's like they're usually pretty stiff. And yeah. She's a gold digger because she doesn't care about him at all until she sees him on TV. And that's then she's like, exactly. Mm. Yeah, exactly right. Because he left... Okay, so there's a weird scene where uh, he goes to her house to check her out. I mean, check out Dana Barrett's <laughs> apartment um, where he's like, he hits on her pretty hard. He says he loves her and she's like, you have to leave now. And then he gets to the door and he turns around. And before he says anything, she says, no. And then he's like, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. She's like, no, no. And he's like, I'm going to prove myself. And she's like, okay. But <laughs> it's really weird when he turns around at the door and she's just like, no. Because she's like, is this guy going to rate me? Just stay the fuck away from me. <laughs> but, it's pretty creepy. But if we go back to the beginning, though. So so they uh, when they first meet the ghost and stuff, <laughs> like is one of my favorite scenes. And me and Brent watch it together and we talk about the directing. The directing is so fucking great in this movie. And mm. the music, all of the music yeah. that they uh, they compose for all of the scenes is so fucking perfect. The effects are pretty good too. Yeah. The, effects the, the are ghost fun. effects, the, the positron thing, whatever the fuck they're blasters. What do they call them? Uh, photons. Pho no, it's there a, was a proton name for packs. It. Proton. Yeah, proton packs. Proton packs. But when they're approaching the ghost and then they, they, send, they send Ray or whatever. Or, yeah. No, they send Bill and Mary. Where I are think. you from? Yeah. originally <laughs> and then and then when they go around the corner and then they come back and the way's like i know what to do that music starts going Stay tight. follow me that's it okay get her <laughs> yeah it's pretty funny you and know <laughs> the books the symmetrically stacked books and then they start talking about like a case like in the 1800s yeah. books and he's like yes no and tobin spirit guide and all that other it's like shit. yes no no human being would stack books like this my my partner um, uh, picked up something really interesting we were watching when they're debriefing the librarian and Bill Murray asked her if she's menstruating. And I, th I didn't really think much of it, um, except maybe he was trying to pull weird things together. But she's like, oh, that's because women are like supposed to be crazy when they're on their period. So he was like <laughs> oh, using shit. a really old stereotype. I was like, that's bad. Like, are you <laughs> menstruating? Are you crazy brain? Are you menstruating goes? right now? <laughs> yeah. I call that a what big... What does that have to do with it? Hey, man, I'm a scientist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd call that a big yes. Um, so they then they go and they start... Uh, they, they get Ray to sell his house. Bill Murray does, obviously, convinces him to. Why but, would Bill Murray have a personal stake in this business and all when he can use his friends? But yeah. before that, though, when they're walking, I never noticed this before, but when they're talking about it and they start walking away, the camera stays on Bill Murray and you see him get an idea... And then you see you see him catch up to them and rejoin them. Yeah. And that's the moment when he decides <laughs> that he's going to fucking push them to do this. Like he's going to like be really he's going to be really invested in this. Mm -hmm. And it's that little tiny one which I'd never I've seen this movie a million times. Yeah. And I never noticed that 
the gears start turning in his brain and he's like, oh, we could cool. actually fucking make some money. And like, I'm going to be a part of this and I'm going to fucking help these guys like get the shit done. And I'm going to make Ray sell his house. Yeah. At what was it? 20, 19 percent. Yeah. yeah. The interest 19, payments of the first five years are $80,000. That was 95,000. 95,000. I was like, oh my God. Like if this business hadn't have been as wildly successful as it ends up being. Wildly. There was no way they were even, succeeding. Even Bill Murray says uh, everyone has three mortgages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not true. And back in the 80s, the, the percentage would have been like, over 20 i think i think 19 percent is yeah actually he he's said, like 19 percent. you didn't even bargain with the yeah guy. that's what yeah. he says 19 percent on a mortgage oh my god <laughs> on, yeah. a, on a third mortgage wasn't it because they said uh, he had maybe. three they I had to take on another mortgage to get a loan on his parents house it's Dude, crazy he's it gonna lose crazy. that house yeah no <laughs> Um, and then when they find the, uh, also I noticed something really funny when they find the, uh, the old firehouse, yeah. Ray, they're both like talking about how it is completely stupid for them to rent it and unsuitable Egon like does, it gives a really good examples this of why. This building should be condemned. But when they, yeah, but when they see, when they see Ray's enthusiasm and excitement for it, they both know they're fucked. And then it's like, his money. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, we'll take it. They know they're yeah. not going to be able to talk them down. Hey guys, do you see this pole? Does it still work? This oh, is guys, great. This we could sleep here tonight, <laughs> you know, to try it out. Well, the, and then it, a further example of it's that like is when he child. comes back with the old hearse mm -hmm. and he starts saying, oh, it needs new brake pads, brake liner, blah, blah, blah. He's going on. He's like, how much you pay about it? Only 4,500. I was like, oh my God, <laughs> for that car. And, and then yeah. he keeps going on listing what it needs. Yeah. And it needs everything. Thank God he's handy. Yeah. He fucking builds the whole thing himself, which is a great thing too, because Colin and I were watching this and then. That's the last time you see the car until you see it the completely reveal. revealed. Well, the one other time with Dana, but he's fixing it. Yeah, yeah that's it. You, don't see you it. never yeah. see the, the paint job and the yeah. designs no. and everything else. So that is because that's the first time you see them in their get-ups. That's the first time you see them in the car. And it, like we were talking about this, any movie nowadays, there would be a big fucking, um, what do you call it? montage yeah it would be a huge. big montage of them fixing up the the fire station Making fixing the up the car yeah. getting the packs getting the suits there would be all hijinks and, and mixed in, in there and in fact they make those all the mistakes brent just mentioned in the female version yeah. all of those same mistakes yeah, are made do. in like bad writing but it's oh, beautiful and, the and reveal is beautiful yeah. and it's and it it it's um fulfilling to see it even satisfying you guys should also be very pleased to know they just signed uh, paul rudd to be in the ghostbusters reboot just yeah, was no. talking another one no yeah so yeah. let's uh, not uh, i'm so happy yeah i'm just not gonna be watching Why? that but fuck like off. anyway just fucking yeah because die there's infinite ghost stories you could tell you don't need to make go. a ghostbusters <laughs> and uh so also once again the writing is so good in this and so bad today like like this the solid writing is once again so we never introduced like Brent says to the proton packs, told her in the elevator. Yeah. And then it's it's revealed through really funny dialogue where where they talk about how they haven't tested them yet. And Bill Murray says, why should we be worried? Each of us is just wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator <laughs> on his back. And then they heat it up. I love when they creep into the corner. Okay, so I never, so I never noticed that before. Really? Brent That's pointed one of my out, favorite spots. I, I thought that they were switching <laughs> positions so they could turn on their packs. But when they turn on Ray's pack, <laughs> Grant was like, didn't you see? They even, look terrified at the even sound. Even Ray looks terrified. Yeah, he's he like, oh, fuck. <laughs> the, sound that the sound that the pack is making. Which is a really cool up. sound, by the way. Yeah, yeah. It is. 
little inconsistent with how there's switches on his pack on the back left side and then the rest of them turn their packs on with the blasters after they take them off Maybe they probably set it up they're like we'll turn yours and then we could do our own yeah i do i do i i i rewound that twice because i i always never really noticed this there's so many subtle little but that's when you details. get the comedy geniuses right like yeah. like harold ramus dan Aykroyd, and uh and uh fucking bill murray some of the best ever right yeah and their subtle mannerisms like we talked about this when we talked about rush hour like the one thing that i really like about chris tucker is he can fill these little spaces with a lot of comedy just by the way he reacts or yep. his faces like there's a lot of moments that aren't dialogue that are still hilarious because of the character like the actor's skill behind it and these three guys fucking nail it all the time yeah in this movie. they do they, they really do. do the the fucking writing is just the structure of this movie is so solid too because I can really feel like all of the structure, like the, the inciting incident is when they f first see the ghost. And then the end of the first act is when they're out of money and they're eating the Chinese food and yeah. then they get the call. Yeah. And so they get their very first job and it's like 25 minutes in, 26 minutes, perfect structure. Yeah. And then the whole movie changes because then they become like successful Ghostbusters for like the second and then there's fun and games and there's a montage <clears throat> fucking great structure how does egon not mention that this thing will basically vaporize them if they touch tips with but he doesn't mention it before they fire the first shot but i also know. think that's really funny too it's a great tip egon yeah <laughs> it's awesome because he says we've never successfully tested this gear and then they get out and they blast at the cleaning lady in a fucking hilarious scene and then they're like successful test so yeah. it kind of gets rid of that and then i love that her reaction to it what the hell are you guys yeah. doing <laughs> sorry. sorry sorry we thought you were someone else <laughs> it's good and like because they're scientists and you can tell like they're hardcore uh, i don't ask about how they created the proton packs or how any of that no shit works. It's, it doesn't matter you know because of the dialogue that they're super geniuses that are when well, you see them working on it in the beginning so you yeah. know that they've been developing stuff yeah and yeah. but you also just know how smart they are and that they they are kind of they're kind of really <laughs> intelligent guys who just haven't found their thing yet yeah and so so all of it becomes like it's it's more focused once again on the characters and like what they're going through and not the fucking stupid details of like, well, how'd they come up with this? How'd they come up with that? Yeah. That's not about ghosts. No, not at all. No. no. Which is great. Because the ghosts are pretty benign. What can they do? They can slime you. Yeah. And then they can scare you. But as soon as like these guys, uh, the way I love the reaction is like after they get chased out of the library by that ghost lady, they're, they sc they're scared and they run away. But they're like, that was awesome. That was yeah. great. And then, and then, you know, Bill Murray gets slimed by Slimer. And he's like, are you slimer? He's like, this is great. Actual physical contact. Like, but no one's like, you're dying or we have cancer or yeah, anything crazy. Yeah. It's just it's fun. Like, no wonder they, they get, they, they kind of build into it. But then they're like, why would we be afraid? All this guy's going to do is like pass through me and make me a little wet. The, 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 like, the, Can you give me a sample. The dialogue's <laughs> all, also so short and funny. So like yeah. when he gets slimed and he tells Egon on the radio, Egon, Egon's like, save me some. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then he's like, they went into, it went into the ballroom, which I let slide because like, how did he see it going to a yeah. ballroom? But like it moves the movie for it once again, and it's not a speed bump enough that it, it slows the movie down. Yeah, and the characters are very distinct and different. Um, that it makes them a good trio. Um, they are all so distinct. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, so one thing I do find weird is the introduction of Winston. It's so late in the movie when he's sitting there for the job interview. Yeah, you get in the, and then they just hire him. Like that's the thing; they're already wildly successful. But wouldn't been, everybody want to be Ghostbusters? That's what I said to Colin. I was like, "There's no way this is the first guy." Yeah, and I, I, they they just hire him without any credentials. Plus, 
his addition, I was trying to think of what he brought to the movie and to the team, and there's really nothing. I disagree, though, because what he, they, he brings to the team is he, once again, is a guy who's on the outside, and I, so he asks a lot of questions, and they have to explain things like the Twinkie. Yeah. And he also is kind of like more of a common man. He, he has no education, and so when he's like telling about the Twinkie and he's like smoking a cigarette or whatever. And the when he talks to the mayor is the other thing where he's like, I've seen shit that'll make you turn white. Yeah. But other than that, like <laughs> it's just those those two scenes that he's kind of used. No, to do and some... in the scene where he's talking about the Bible and how like, don't you think maybe like the end of the world is coming and maybe that's why we've been so busy. That's a gr- that's one of my favorite it's, scenes. But it doesn't play into anything. It, like, it's Because they kind of have the same religious implications thing in the mayor's office when the bishop comes in or whatever I the hell. I feel like it gives it a little little bit more depth it's though not that bad. they're thinking about it it's not bad i just i wondered why they didn't have like an outsider friend that they asked to join the group with them from the start and then he still could have played off as the outsider but 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 i he, get the impression they don't have any friends outside of those yeah. probably but you never know how people end up coming maybe he did like some repairs on dan Aykroyd's and, house and, and winston david blaine would have applied first there would have been like a, <laughs> a bunch of these ghost hunters david from copperfield, A&E, david copperfield. But, but his character is very distinct watch, too because watch, watch, because watch. when they're asking him questions and stuff yeah. He says, is there a paycheck? Because if there is, I'll believe anything you say. Yeah. Mm. So once again, his character is very distinct too. Yeah. He's not a scientist. He's not a fast-talking con man like Bill Murray. He's like the kind of everyday man who just gets sucked into their little world. But he's so fucking game on. Like, that's what I love about it. He's like, he's there. He's there because it's a paycheck. <laughs> and he's like, it's something different, obviously. You can tell he's kind of a fucking... He's, like, that's the thing is his character is really good. There's the fact that he's sitting there shows that he's like kind of fucking uh into the excitement probably totally. the adrenaline aspect of it's I, also kind of turning him on like I, maybe a bit that wasn't why he joined That's he just he just wanted it. money he wanted a paycheck i feel yeah, but there's a million that. businesses that he could have applied to before the ghostbusters as a regular dude he's got to have some skills behind him he's middle-aged maybe he's like uh, <laughs> i've been working as a millwright for the past decade <laughs> i figure i give ghostbusting a shot i also really <laughs> like uh I I didn't I structurally it shouldn't work but how they introduce Dana yeah and then she finds the ghost in her house and they introduce Rick Moranis who how we haven't talked about the Canadian boy oh good old God. Rick Moranis yet that guy is a hundred percent he's so him. good in this he, yeah I love him he's, he's so, so good great. I love it I love his uh he so has such a huge crush on the only thing that didn't make a sense to me this time was he has a huge crush on uh Sigourney Weaver's yeah, character. On Dana. But he has a girlfriend and she's balls hot. I yeah, don't think but that's she's his girlfriend. dumb. She's kind of a That blonde ditzy. is not his girlfriend. She's sure not she's is. gonna leave the what? party and she's like gonna leave the party and he's like, Maybe if we dance, I people think she's will just think. a client. It's a client party. She was not a client. There's no way she that's did his not girl- have an accountant. She was like a you, shop don't, girl don't or like something. That. Oh, that was his girlfriend. That no a, way. That was his girlfriend. No way. She was going to jet. Rick Moranis has got a horse on him. He's fucking pulling Yeah, we all know he's going to pick Don. There's no, way, there's no way Rick Moranis has a girlfriend with the way he acts around Dana. That's what I'm saying. It's confusing. But no. I, that is his girlfriend. But yeah, the blonde I, has no. really low self-confidence. If you show she me, did. if you show me in the in the credits that it was Rick Moranis' girlfriend, if that's how she's credited. Otherwise, he, he said it was a client party. 
I know he said I was a client party, but she wasn't a client. Well, I don't know why you're saying that. Because she was like so bored because everyone was standing around. They're all giant accountant nerds. And she's like, I'm going to, I think I'm going to leave. And he's like, no, 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 stay. Maybe if we start dancing, they'll start dancing. So she was he, But when she started dancing, he didn't know how to dance. So it's not like they've been together and ever danced before. No, but I'm just saying she, he was trying to make the party better for her because she didn't want to hang out with a bunch of accountants who were talking about fucking how to save money on their taxes. So she was going to ditch I, I, the well, party. I think we'll agree to disagree on this because like that makes his character different and bad for me if he has a girlfriend i know that's what i'm saying yeah so no (laughs) i think that was a client that was just another client because there's no way that guy has a girlfriend no way well then she's a girl that's on the hook here we go oh brent's looking it up tall woman at party is the title of this ghostbusters wiki and it says the tall woman at party is a client and guest of louis tully which is what i always said yeah wow so I'm right. Colin's wrong. No, I'm just kidding. I'm sorry. No, I it's apologize. all good. It, it would, ma- it so would make it weird. It I can get your Colin confusion. Told me that. He led me. You thought so too, though. You, you, you led me to believe that. It just ah. did seem weird. A little weird. That she was a client because everyone else was a bunch of stiffs and she was like, I'm out of here. And he's like, no, no, please stay. Yeah. And then he's like, dance with me. And she was like, yeah. yeah. So actually, that still, that still doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but moving on. So anyway, yeah. his character is like, so he is so good. He's so committed to his character. Rick it's Manus. it's funny because he's the comic relief in a movie full of comedians. Yeah, <laughs> which weir- weirdly works. Like he's weirder than even the weird guys. He's right? so, so fucking weird. Yeah, and he becomes even weirder as the gate as the key master. Yeah. So uh, also we'll talk. Well, I want to want to bring this up right now. But anyways, because we're mo- we're moving along through. So when Dana gets introduced, it is a kind of a weird B story. That ends up becoming the A story because she's her place is the vessel for the big bad guy to come through Zool. and stuff. Zool. Yeah. And she's the gatekeeper. No, and she is she becomes Zool, but she's looking for She's Zool Gozer. And Go, Gozer, that's right. Yeah, so so it's it's kind of I guess it's not the B story. It's really setting up the main villain mm-hmm. through her. But anyway, it works so well. Yeah. Like stru- structurally, maybe it wouldn't on paper, but works fantastic in the movie. Yeah, it's a slow burn. Her and Rick Moranis both get raped by those ghosts because they use their bodies and then they bang. Yeah, what? what uh, and yeah. only Rick Moranis, like he would have been willingly to do that, but he still didn't have actual so, like, ability to make a decision. Yeah, did there. you know they have sex on the top of the roof? I guess that, yeah. Because his pants are undone. Yeah. No, and I guess well, she wanted to bang... Bill, uh, Bill, Bill Murray, Murray thinking he was the the key master. Yeah. So is sex what sets off Gozer to come back? Because I think They're, it is. They are dogs, so no, maybe I guess the the key in the so we keyhole. Know how they did it. He put his key in her keyhole. That's oh. what I'm wink, wink. That's what I'm saying. No, because what happened? That is, is very <laughs> explicit. Because she, yeah, thanks, John. I <laughs> didn't write it. I didn't write it. No one's no one's ever said the key in the keyhole. But oh come no. on, yes they have. <laughs> I don't, it was I don't, obvious. That's all I was thinking about. I was, agree with you. Put the key in and try he again. Put the key in the keyhole, Rudy. <laughs> but actually, once again, another fucking crazy thing for an '80s movie is because when she thinks Bill Murray is the key master, yep. she fucking wants to bang the shit out of Bill Murray. Yeah. And tries many times. Yeah. And then when they get together, they go up on the roof, they have sex, and then the gate opens up. Yeah. So I think they did have to have sex. I yeah. think she did have to use his key to open her door, <laughs> as John would say. Jesus. Wink, wink. Um, my new pickup line <laughs> it was but it, she was like it was willing it was all consensual so yeah, no. i mean, I mean for the, wrong for with the two dogs but if if you were possessed and someone else was possessed and the possessed people who possessed you had sex would that be i guess that's a weird that's really the rape. only way that he's ever having sex with dana anyway 
Like the 80s are just ripe with, with sexual assault and, and creepiness. So It's true. It is interesting, though, that that is how it worked. And like, yeah. I never thought about it till watching it this time that basically the <laughs> banging bang apo- the apocalypse. Yeah. was a banging. Sex is some guy. bang. And yeah. it was like a, an ugly, geeky, short little guy and like a uh, hot chick. They so, for sure did doggy style. Yeah. Well, they were dogs, so they kind of would have to, wouldn't they? Oh, they weren't dogs yet, though. Well, they were possessed Inside. by the dogs. Yeah. You did see the dog the inside of get her, them. him when he's connected to the device. Yeah, on the he's monitor. got the red eyes, and yeah. that, the dog takes him down, and then the dog, which, which rips holes in her upholstery to drag her towards the other dog. But on the screen in the background, when he's got that colander on his head, the little green screen in the, the back dog. is the dog. It's, yeah. yeah, it's his. So, so they are yeah, the dogs. His image. They just yeah. manifest once the Ghostbusters get to the roof. They actually turn into dogs. Anyway, dogs so can talk okay. Yeah. So Dana goes and sees Bill. Yeah, and uh, Bill comes over to her house, and we are, we already talked about that scene a little bit. I love when he does the piano. Yeah, and he's they like, hate this. Yeah, <laughs> and then he goes to her room, and she's like, "That's the bedroom," but nothing happened in there. He's yeah. like, "What a crime!" Yeah, she should have she should have kicked him out at that point. <laughs> yeah, she should have totally kicked him out. Actually, Bill Murray's being super aggressive and oh, super yeah. creepy. But her face is like she gets she it, gets and it she's able to way. fight him off. It's not until he's going to leave, and then she's like, "No, um, no, what she, she probably which I like because she's actually happen. a strong." female character because she's she's successful by herself and she doesn't play into a shit she's not like vulnerable just because this ghost is in her place no you know I mean? this is, this is, things like this seem to have happened to her before i also uh, love when I he's bet. in her fridge and he's like oh my god look at all the junk food and he picks up the salami <laughs> he's like you eat this <laughs> also That's when she good. says no the way i always read that was she realized that he got an idea and she wanted to shut it down right away yeah i guess that's, that's what, what it, it was is. but me. if the, if she realized that idea was they're gonna have sex right there against her will it her reaction would have been the same that, no her idea was that he he got something in his head that he that somehow she does like yeah. him but she's just not saying why yeah no and, and she, then, she like pushes his face out the door so it's it is a little weird that she's like like she can't get him out of her mind and when she starts to see how successful he's becoming that's what Brent was she's saying. Like, she's like, like more into it. And then she's very open to going to dinner. And she tries to say no. And she's like, okay, dinner. And then she's got to be realizing in her head. I don't know. I guess her other prospects were Naz- uh, Dristan Man. And he was pretty gross. So. But yeah. I also, I also she's feel like... unlimited options. She's a pretty successful musician. Like, Yeah. I, I guess maybe too. Maybe she was just going to go to dinner with him to talk about the case, and she knew she was going to have to beat him down. And she, she said could it maybe was a date later. Oh, Rick Moranis is like, "You coming over for the That's party?" That's true. She did. And I, I also don't think you can. And she fa- told her mom too. I don't yeah, think you right. can fault her at her age. Does she really want to go out with a guy who's unsuccessful? You running a business that she never heard of, except for some cheesy television commercial. Why should she want Bill Murray at that point? Like, That's true. And love. she would have doubts about what he does. Yeah, but he once she saw yeah. that he was a guy who like had a genius idea and was a success like why would that not make her more attracted like i I, guess it makes him plausible but it's his it's his personality that is a turnoff before yeah but i've gone out i've gone out although he does basically (laughs) have like a tarot card fucking booth (laughs) i've gone out on dates with people who are like writers or photographers and then once i saw that they were shitty writers or photographers they were less attractive to me oh that changes it so what i'm saying is i feel like that's justifiable i don't think she's a gold digger no i wasn't quite saying that it's just interesting brent was change i was saying that she (laughs) 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 she's not a gold digger Fuck you! I love Dana. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, look at these, look at these types of people that 
just all of a sudden when you bring a little money around, you're a fucking viable prospect. Before <laughs> that, you're a loser. <laughs> little bit of money, all of a sudden, I'm a big success. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. No personal aspects. I'm just saying she's a, you know, she's a sensible woman. True. Sensible and living in New York City, she's in an orchestra. She don't need no man. No, she don't need anybody. Um, is it, it's weird that no one. I guess in today's day and age, where people see something that's successful and then they try and emulate it to get a piece of that success, it's weird there were no other like uh, Ghostbuster groups that started. I guess well, they wouldn't have. So these guys time. had such specialized equipment. Oh, they're way ahead of the game. Yeah. No one's catching up. The yeah. other guys would just have nets and fucking. Also, weird the timeline. Helmets. I feel like yeah. it's a, a couple of months. You know so no one had time to crop up. I guess. You know who I love in this movie because they make me hate them is Dickless. I actually... Brano? I'm glad you bring up Peck or Pecker as they call I, him. Because I fucking hate that guy. But uh, when he talks about why he wants to fucking investigate their thing, I There's actually... Wrong. It's legit. So it's I, legit. His but he, motivation Him turning it off is wrong. No. Yeah, it is. That's why I hate him. And yeah. then he gets pissed at them for the explosion, yeah. which makes me really hate him. So he does a good job. But, but I think he's, it's reasonable why he's there. And I think he just needed to play a little bit. He just turns into a dick too fast. Uh, I do think it's weird that he, the EPA controls the police, though. He's like, shut this down and you arrest them. Well, and the, I'm like, the I'm a police guy. officer. The weird part is, is that the EPA would be a federal organization and even yeah. the mayor is like mayor of the city i don't know how much control he'd have to throw a federal guy out especially if that guy had like warrants or, or it's his or office like though he can throw i guess you throw him out of the office. office but he'd just walk out the door call his boss and be like talk to the president and say the mayor is giving me shit and then the governor would probably step in and be like yeah he's this guy is like representing us as the fed so fucking you're done not when the ghosts are flying through walls and bleeding <clears throat> walls and shit like Probably that not. no one's getting fucking involved on that guy. but they had serious concerns when i listened to peck and everything he was trying to do like he thought that maybe they were nerve gassing people and making them see hallucinations so like that's a plausible thing to think is happening you know given that the ghostbusters suddenly show up and are dealing with these situations that just started when the ghostbusters showed up but and I'll, then dealing with these situations and like getting lots of money i would want to investigate that a bit more i would have just totally gone legit, about it yeah. i would have gone about it a bit of a different way because peck turns into an asshole really quick which puts him and bill murray at odds which i understand why they did that for the movie but even pre pre that he says like you guys are like storing something here. No one knows anything about it. Yeah, you yeah. have no oversight. And then he he does use the magic word totally after prompted. True. He's like, "Can I please see it?" And Bill Murray says, "Why do you want to see it?" And then he's like, "Because if you don't show it to me, I'm gonna come back here with a word and fuck you in the asshole." <laughs> oh, I see. <laughs> kind of thing. So if he if he had to like just kept the conversation up or come back like with a warrant to be like, "Let's see what's going on." And Bill we need was to see. being a dick though. He was being a little smarmy, but he had a every right to be. Well, he had every right to be. It was a private no, property, what? and there was you no didn't warrant say the being shown. Word. Yeah, yeah, he was being a little fucking dick. I, I don't I don't think he was out of line. I'm fine with it. I feel like it plays well, and oh, I feel it does. like that's why Peck gets so pissed it, off. It's because Bell's rubbing his nose and yes. shit. Yes. Yeah. So yes. The, once again, great writing, yeah. great acting. It's, it's too. It would be in the real world that would be two people who are just abrasive against each other and instantly hate each other, and oh, they'd yeah. be like, "Fuck you! Oh, fuck you too! Well, I'm coming back with a warrant. Like, get a warrant and then come back, asshole." Yeah. So it's good it, it, for the movie. It works. Uh, I'm yeah. only talking from a real world perspective. Which also from a real world perspective, for any of you prospective entrepreneurs out there, don't start a business like the Ghostbusters did. Um, if you have a good idea, you want to kind of develop that idea and then do some testing to ensure that it will work. Not remortgage your house and sink probably 
a substantial amount of money into facilities and then hire a receptionist <laughs> when you don't even have a client yet. John's, John's doing That's wrong. John, they only got, they got business lucky. tips with yeah. John. They got lucky <laughs> because knows. people were into their shit and were <laughs> so, forced into buying it. So a lot of people here, our listeners might not know this, but John's a consultant. John's like, this fucking movie doesn't hold up because look at how they started this business. John's a... It's con- bad. John's they got lucky. <laughs> they were totally lucky. John's a business consultant. They should have made and, one uh, proton pack and like one proof of concept and then tried to get that first client. Yeah. Yeah, don't do what the Ghostbusters did, kids. <laughs> if you're thinking about it, other than in the second movie where they're giving away the thermal oh mugs with my the balloons, God. or where they drive the fucking Statue of Liberty using a Nintendo controller. Let's not talk about the second movie. <laughs> yeah, we're never gonna do the second so one. So if you guys love bad. the second one, we're not gonna talk about that one. Oh, ever. I'll talk about it. it. Sucks dick. Right after the first <laughs> one, Colin way. put on the no second offense. one, and then almost right away turned off the second <laughs> one, and he goes. Actually, I'm not going to do this. <laughs> yeah, I, I played video games instead. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It was better. Okay, so uh, so shit starts to go really bad at Dana's apartment. Um, Things and, blow and up. Everything is kind of triggered when the um, when the containment unit is shut down and explodes. So now we got ghosts back out into the world, and those scary motherfuckers are going to be sliming people and just frightening them. You think the Ghostbusters would have put out some kind of PSA saying the ghosts really just can't hurt you, but slime? I guess they wouldn't want that. That would make their business be worse. No, hysteria would be better. But look how many ghosts were released. Like, do you know how many jobs they would have done? And if you consider that that job at the hotel was five grand and they probably bumped prices. Oh, yeah. Big They were doing great. Like, that mortgage was paid off already. Yeah, I would say, yeah, they were doing well. For sure. Yeah. There's at least hundreds of ghosts. Yep. Oh, so when I see Slimer, is Slimer, when they did that, did they like take, you know, when people lay upside down and then you shoot from their, beneath their nose to their chin and you talk upside down, you can yeah. draw like a little face on your chin and you shoot it upside down. When Slimer came out of the um, hot dog stand after they were all released, yeah. it looked totally like it was an upside down chin as the model chewing. And then they just did the, the green blobby stuff over it. And I was like, if that was like half a practical effect with the upside down chin, that's fucking awesome. I did not I couldn't notice. confirm that. But it look, if you watch, we'll watch that again after and we'll just see. It looks like a funny... Um, look for that update. It is true. Yeah, look for it. So they, uh, the Ghostbusters get thrown in jail. But thankfully, when they get thrown in jail, they're able to take the schematic plans. Uh, and there's a nice table in the middle of the holding cell that they're in. Um, <laughs> they can have a discussion about uh yeah they snuck their the plan. plans through uh through snuck. processing he pulls like other plans out of his pants like as they're talking about one set of plans he pulls the other set of plans out of his pants like i just love how I all the fucking so. inmates are like are, are all around them like yeah. super interested and like checking it out too bill Murray's like everybody getting this <laughs> there's, we also skipped the scene where bill goes and visits dana when she is zool yeah and uh, she floats over her oh, bed. Oh, Zuli. Yeah, she <laughs> tries to bang him He up. thinks about it, too. He makes a couple of comments like, maybe, we'll, no, no, I can't do that. Yeah, it would like, be hard oh, not to. He's, he's yeah. like, okay. Oh, no, 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 no. no, no, no. There's already too many people <laughs> There's in there. also a really strange touching moment when she's floating and he's staring up at her from the bed and he says, please come down. Yeah, he kind of yeah. lays yeah. on the bed. touches her, her face and she like growls at him and tries to swipe him. Yeah. That's actually the only moment that I think you see Bill Murray like have an actual caring moment emotion yeah. for somebody. Yeah. It's actually, I, I don't know if I would have left tender. it in, but it's it's, quite I, I, I just, like it. I like it too, but I was kind of taken back by it. But it's, yeah. it, it shows that it's like, it's almost the escalating, right? Like you always say, like, you're like, oh, it's like the stakes are uh, increasing, right? Like now she's actually been possessed. We haven't seen that. Yeah. Right. And um, that's, oh, that's starting to sure. show that. 
things are becoming bad because now no longer are things just harmlessly passing through us. They're passing into us and turning us into things that can fly and raise above the bed and obviously demon. Fucking I guess evil. it also shows that Bill Murray is being affected by it. Well, yeah. that's what I mean too. It's like the stakes are raising and you can see it because the character that is like the most um, irreverent in the movie Silly, just is like, yeah. he's like actually now starting to grasp that something is up. He's some, there's a big problem. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's he's true. concerned, right? Yeah, I guess so. Like I said, I liked it. I just, I just didn't know if it fit. But yeah, yeah. I, I guess that is a nice. I mean, it's pretty much all comedy, so I want to have a little bit of that. To yeah. me, it, to me, it grounds it. And yeah. the blowjob scene with uh, the ghost, where Ray's having a fantasy about a ghost <laughs> blowing him. Also, once is that a again, fantasy or does that really happen? No, I, I he's dreaming it because it's a dream. they're working twenty four seven. He's seeing ghosts all the time. Of course, he would have a dream about a ghost blowing him. him. But, but as if a ghost wouldn't want to blow him, he's a Ghostbusters. A but, ghost would like go back and be like dudes you know what i did last night i blew one of the ghostbusters <laughs> but it'd be a man ghost and he didn't want that <laughs> no it, i mean that was the other thing too it was like it was invisible so how would he know no right? it, it showed a beautiful a mouth is a mouth. blonde ghost rising above his bed i just i can't and it shows him like not only shows him unbuckle his pants but pull him down a little bit i was like yeah kind of once again 1985 84 yeah i was like wow like blowing getting blown getting head from a ghost in a fucking comedy like was i think PG at minimum. Yeah. Seems fine to be. What are the little I guess if you're a little kid. They don't kid, show penetration. If you're a little so. kid or something and you're just like, Mommy, what is happening to <laughs> his pants? But they just be He's like, gonna no. do some laundry They're just for trying him. to steal his pants and he likes it. Yeah. It's a pants, <laughs> pants ghost. Which pants will happen to you ghost. if you don't put your pants in the laundry. That's how you <laughs> so spin that one. We'll learn a lesson. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so a little bit of, a little bit of X-rated stuff. Yep. Um... Yeah, then we kind of come down to our final battle where they get to the apartment building. They find their way upstairs. They got to walk up the stairs, which is a little bit humorous. Which is awesome because the scene before that is like this huge increase, like adrenaline rush moment where everyone's like fucking cheering for them. And there's and like they this go down the push. hole. And, and then the next scene is them like, like out yeah. of breath going up the And they're the only stairs. in the teens, which I guess would still be a, a big climb, but... Thank God they only had to go to 22 because that building looked like it was really high. Yeah, yeah. Really high. But that doesn't make any sense. Actually, when I got confused by that because Dana's on 22 and then they go up a little staircase and they're on the roof. That made no sense. The, it's a tiered building, it looks like. So, yeah, um, stepped up. Yeah, there would be ways to do that. The other funny thing was when they found the staircase, someone asked Bill because he'd been to the apartment before where it goes and he like very like triumphantly goes it, like and confidently goes, it goes up yeah. and starts walking towards it and then the lightning happens and then he stops and turns around and he's like, you, you guys, guys go first. Go. Come on everybody, let's go. You guys go. Which also once again is, it's just Bill Murray started a thing and it's the same with Groundhog Day in a lot of his movies, even like Stripes where he convinces, uh, uh, Egon or whatever is to go into the army and then it, it's not as great as Bill said it was going to be. Yeah. Very self-serving. Oh, yeah. Very flip, very sarcastic character. Yep. That he's so flawed that like you just like him for his flaws. He's not a, he's not a virtuous heroic guy. No, he's a charming dick, which was huge in the eighties. <laughs> he is a charming he dick. He is a charming dick. Yeah. And I, I, I love most of his performances when he is playing that character. Yep. Uh, so then they meet Gozer. who's wearing a very Gozer interesting um, outfit and crazy Gozer. eyeballs. Yeah. And then they shoot at her and she flies over them. And then they seem to vaporize her. <laughs> well, that wasn't such a chore, was it? <laughs> uh, but really, um, Gozer the Gozerian uh, asked them to choose the form of their destruction. 
I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. It just popped in there. Which is awesome because they set up Stay Puffed all through the movie. There's a bunch of things where you can see she throws has the Stay Puffed down on the on the counter when yeah, it goes to her place. Them. Yeah. And earlier there's a billboard somewhere else where it's a Stay Puffed billboard. Like so these things that are like I never noticed any of that before either. You yeah. you would never pick up on them on no. a first watch. But they are like subtly putting that in your yeah, mind, right? That's a thing. Um, so then Stay Puff comes out. So how did you guys think uh, Stay Puff held up in terms Looked of great. looking? Yeah, they used a lot of miniatures and and a. I love miniatures again, man. Suit. Miniatures look so much better. Because the cool part about this movie is that um, though the effects are good when they're using their their proton packs and some of the ghosts look really interesting. The dogs when they use the dog uh, puppets. Yeah. That are just sitting there on the ground. That looks fucking cool because they're they have some texture to them and they're slimy. But then all of the dog claymation stuff in animate looks, looks horrible. Really really, bad. really, looks really, really bad. bad. Like so, I get why they did it because you had to show some of the action sequences. But it looked so horrible. Um, but um, Stay Puff, for the most part, there's one or two scenes where they have him uh, animated. That mm. look not so good. I think when they're shooting him with the positron thing, and he looks sad. It's yeah, fucking he's hilarious. Like, what are these guys doing? Because <laughs> he's also, so happy for the rest of it, which is really creepy. That he's just hello, everybody. I fucking love it. Yeah. I also love the I really love him. the introduction to Moranis when he's running when he's running around the streets when he first becomes the dog or whatever, oh, and he yeah. goes up to that horse and he's like talking to the horse and the driver's like, "Hey, I take the fares," and yeah. then all of a sudden he goes to the horse. You were all the all the persecuted and slaves will be freed. Yeah, and he like he's like oh, you will burn in flames, and he like kicks over that guy's fucking bag when he's running. He's the constantly knocking things over. And, this. and yeah. then the uh, the the candy cab driver's like, what, what an, an asshole! What an asshole! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's so fun. And then when he gets introduced to Egon, when I love I love her Janine's expression when she comes to the door and a cop's there yeah. dropping off or picking up yeah. dropping off yeah and then they go get him and then she's like I think you're a real humanitarian for taking that man and I don't think he's human yeah his responses to her all the time are very awkward she's like I like to reading I also like to play racquetball do you have any hobbies like Prince. I collect spores molds and fungus and he walks away <laughs> he's like print is dead yeah print is dead <laughs> that's very interesting would you like some coffee would I like some coffee yes have some yes, yes have some, some. <laughs> all of those scenes are great yeah they are, all yeah. of those scenes are really good and yeah. janine's really good in this one she is yeah bill murray treats her like shit a couple of times just like staring twice. at me with those bug eyes janine sorry about the bug eyes and then she's she talks about <laughs> him getting some extra help and he's like he basically says what are you gonna do quit you're gonna get another job with your awesome skill set oh yeah and that's right he's like you can go apply for all this other shit and she's like i fucking quit better jobs than this <laughs> ghostbusters what do you want yeah, yeah, I love her accent good. too. That like thick, thick Brooklyn-ish accent. Yeah, I like yeah. her. She's full New York. Yeah. yeah, she is. Like actually, she's really. It's so funny that Brent said that because she. Yeah, none of them. Uh, none of the other characters have a New York accent. No. She's the only one. Yeah. That has that like thick, like born well, and raised. It's like a Bronx. Yeah. Yeah, it is. But yeah. born and raised in that area. Yeah. yeah. Like, whatever the five boroughs is. Like everyone else. That's just the thing. Talks. You're, you're not from Manhattan and talk like with no. that. Like, no. Ghostbusters, what do you want? <laughs> no, that's he's not like. <laughs> no, that's like from Westminster Abbey. That sounds like Boston or something. Now, Boston <laughs> is. Fucking London. Ghostbusters, you want a fucking quarter? Anyway, <laughs> it's wicked hot. <laughs> wicked hot. Wicked hot. Smart. Oh, God. So then uh, we bring our crossing streams um, yep. to its fruition. Oh, oh We've so been warning the whole movie we about that. tips. Even oh. though, okay, so he says don't cross the streams, which kind of, okay, fine. But then the first time they shoot Slimer, 
um, they're like at opposite sides of the room and they both shoot them up diagonally. Wouldn't their streams at some point? That's what I'm like, because those things are like wet noodles anyways. They're definitely touching each other. Yeah. Those things are super hard to aim. They are super fucking hard to aim, especially firing from the hip. But then yeah. they're just these wavy lines that... Yeah, they don't weird. go straight. No. They actually, you see a lot more of the difficulty actually in firing those things in the second movie as well, because they when they shoot at it, it shoots out like fucking wet spaghetti. Yeah. Just shoots out all over the place. They should call them spaghetti guns. Like they should almost have whips. They should just have whip noodle fucking. No, like don't, Iron Man too? don't say that, man. Yes, because don't say I that. Change some, my mind. Some fucking producer will fucking go, yeah, whips for the new Ghostbusters with Paul Rudd. They oh. have like stupid weapons in the girl one. Giant whips. They have like they have like types of. They have like pistols, like gunsling. It's really bad. Yeah. Fu- the, the the girl Ghostbusters. You know what? Go girl power, but stop making fucking men movie and the girls movies. Actually, There's nothing less empowering than having to remake yeah, guy to movies follow like a guy movies movie. that are traditionally men Oceans with women. Like, and all that. Yeah, yeah, but that stuff is the fucking least empowering thing ever. I know. Make like Bridesmaids, the one of the best comedies ever. to be out in a fucking yeah. long time, yeah. if not ever. Is that right? 10 years old yet? Can totally we do that? original. We should totally do that. Yeah. Totally female, right? Yeah. That movie is great. You can make great movies with female fucking prime characters. I love like, all the actresses. There's nothing to stop it. I don't like saying actresses. They're all just actors. actors. I don't see how no, they but, say no, that. But anyway, but uh, all the ones in that Ghostbusters movies, and sport. they got Chris, what's his name? Um, Chris Hemsworth. And I was like, wow, like good cast, but fucking what a horrible idea. Yeah, and no, so Brent's horrible that now we have to redeem ourselves with another Ghostbusters and maybe they'll go yeah, 50 50 and, men and women and in female, this cast. Fe- female actors should be insulted that this is how they're giving them roles. Instead of creating great roles for females, it's they're insulting. Fucking, it yeah. is insulting. They're like, hey, here's some fucking leftover thing we did with guys. We made three or four of these and now we're going to make one with all girls. If I was a woman, I'd be fucking so insulted. Me too. I'd be like, I don't want to just do an Expendables where it's all women now. Like, make a fucking badass spy movie where I'm the fucking totally. badass. Yeah. Yeah. I mean? The Oceans movie is the same. They could have had. Um, That's what I was talking about. They made confidence three. ladies who like have a v- variety of skill sets and they rob a place. Like that could have been cool. And it had, yeah. have to reference George Clooney and have some other fucking. Idiots That's what in the I same mean. Movie. Like they made three of those for men and then they like fucking rolled this out for women and it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing I mean, for it's the. It's not actresses. the movie that we're covering, but it is fucking stupid. Yeah, and they gotta stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do, and because make now, real movies for real women that are fucking original, and you can fucking make them strong, powerful, um, independent fucking. In films. fact, in fact, Sigourney Weaver in this one is one of the strongest action female leads in any movie ever. In Aliens, yeah, that's yeah. the kind of shit we need. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Aliens yeah. and Alien, yeah, both those movies. Awesome. Sigourney's fucking awesome, and both Crushes those it. totally original, not remakes, not reboots. This that fucking whole remake eyes. reboot thing is just killing me. Oh, I hate it. They're I don't just, want to even go to the theater anymore. I'm fucking sick of superhero movies. They could have movies. called it Ghost Fighters and then just have people who go after ghosts. It's like, fine. Yeah. They not could, Ghostbusters. They, yeah, they probably shouldn't have ghosts until, but it, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, tangent, tangent. Uh, so, yeah, so they crossed their streams. Luckily, it's exactly what they needed to close the portal to send Gozer back to Here's the to thing, though, Goz- and I said Gozland. that, too, because they, they do a explain log on that. They're like, well, if we can reverse blah, blah, blah. But here's the thing is, it doesn't matter how they're closing the porter, portal. Once again, the reason it works is because it's characterization, and it's just like, hey, let's sacrifice our lives to save New That's York. That's right. That's why it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think they are. They don't know what's going to work. He says it might work. Yeah, they don't. It, they just don't have anything else. We could cross the streams, and they're like, "Okay, let's do it." And then they all do, and they kind of say goodbye to each other. It's a pleasure to work yeah, with you. Yeah, Bill Murray's like Egon. You said that's bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
I also back way back in a scene when they're catching uh, Slimer and they have him held. He's like, "Shorten your stream. I don't want you to melt my face." <laughs> I love it. And then they cross their shit up and off they go. Uh, so everything explodes, but they're all okay. And the the pe- the dogs turn back to people. I love thankfully. how I love how all of the Ghostbusters are covered completely oh, head know. and toe in, in marshmallow, marshmallow goo, except Bill Murray, and he has a little tiny bit in his hair. Yeah, and he's otherwise perfectly clean but like we we're talking about it doesn't make sense that sigourney and rick have any which they do have a bunch on them I, it doesn't make sense because they were both encapsulated in dogs yeah that's true so when you see them get pulled out of the dogs and at the end of the movie and bill murray kisses her and then they help him and he's like one of the best lines is Somebody like help that guy. who are your guys like who is your taxes yeah i love that he's still <laughs> thinking about taxes you know but what? Bill- at the end, they show the theme song plays and they show the celebration and stuff. Yeah. And both they, the someone, some fucking idiot, decided to smear marshmallow all over both Sigourney Weaver and his head. Yeah. For the but like it makes no sense. Oh, it must have shot it at two different times. Mm-hmm. They must have thought initially that they would be. I don't know. Maybe they shot that before and, yeah, the dog I mean. thing. Yeah. They shot it out of order and they just didn't get it's it right. Possible. But it didn't. It didn't really take. They might have just rubbed on something. There'd be marshmallow everywhere. I was just remembering because Bill Murray walked out of this without any marshmallow on him, and everyone's like looking at him, and he's just completely clean. Um, in the the Life Aquatic, um, there's a scene where Bill Murray's they're running through a swamp, and he's like, "Okay, everybody, stop! Leeches, leeches!" And then he's like picking leeches off himself, and the other teams, he's like, "Check every, everybody, check themselves." <laughs> everybody looks, and no one else. He's like, "What?" I'm the only one who got hit. Yes. I'm the only one. <laughs> so it's kind of a little retribution there for him. That's pretty funny, actually. Yeah. There is another scene that we skipped over that I really, really wanted to talk about, and I can't remember where it is now. Mm. Well, uh, it's good that we talk about talking about nothing. Yeah. I can't remember. That's awesome. Did we cover everything? That's awesome. I awesome. think we cover. I think we cover most of it. Um, this is an enjoyable movie. Uh, an hour and 45 minutes. So it's not too long. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, there. I mean, there's some there's some down moments, but nothing crazy. And just the, the, these characters, everyone's at the like the height of their comedy genius here. This was written by Aykroyd and and uh, and Harold Ramis. So this is an awesome young Aykroyd too. Yeah, yeah, he was good. He was a go getter. Egon's good. Bill Murray's good. Oh, the mayor's office when they go to the mayor's office and they do the <laughs> line about Pecker. Oh yeah, and it's true. Like, this man has no dick. <laughs> and all the speeches and stuff. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. <laughs> and uh, Mike, I love when the uh, bishop comes in and the mayor and him. He's like bishop, and he's like mayor. And then when they hug, he's like Mike. And uh, then yeah. Bill Murray's like when it's he the calls him Mike. Bishop yeah. says something like he's like, I think this is a sign from God, but politically. Um, I'm not going to say anything about this or like publicly, I won't say anything about this. And Bill's like, I think that's a good idea, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Bill Murray, he's actually smart in that scene too. Cause it goes right to the voters. He's like, you will have saved the lives of millions of voting of registered, of registered voters. voters. And then that gets him and he, he knows he's going to kick fucking. He looks out of the at, room. he looks at Mike too. And he says that Mike and smiles like, and nods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. God damn. So that's the good way to do it. That is the good way to do that's it. It's a funny thing to say. God damn. When you're looking at a bishop. Okay. Oh, that's true. So yeah, Ghostbusters, it's a fun little movie. Uh, it's a good comedy and it holds up. Absolutely. Uh, it's good. I, I don't, I, I maybe don't laugh as hard as when I was, uh, when I was younger, but I chuckle like pretty much the whole way through. It flows well um, in a movie about people who trap ghosts. Uh, nothing really stands out as overly bad or fake or false or anything like that. It just, it, it all comes together. It doesn't take itself too seriously. It's not too scary. It's not too gross. It's just, 
the right amount of everything. So, yeah, holds I, up. I think the only reason I'm just really surprised. The only reason I don't laugh as hard at it now is because I've seen it so, so many, many times. times. Yeah. So I I actually know probably know it word for word, but like. So shockingly, it does hold up like from beginning to end. I love finding these comedies from like the early 80s that still hold up because the there's nothing that that dates it. No. Um, in a bad way. No, not at all. And I like I like the uh, Stay Puft Marshmallow Man thing. And I, I love how they had to come up with it and they couldn't think about the thing. And then Ray fucks up. And <laughs> I love how childlike Ray is. Yeah. Ray is like a big kid. He and, plays it so well. And Egon, Egon is more of the like uh, kind of like he probably has like Asperger's or something. And yeah. then Bill Murray is <laughs> like the, the con man the salesman. Like host. Brent yeah. said, the <laughs> salesman. I, I feel like he is a real salesman. Yeah. But like I can't, yeah. There's v very few things in this movie that like bothered me at all watching it. How old is this? Eighty four. It would be thirty. Yeah, thirty five. Holy Jesus. shit, Brian. What do you? I like one hundred percent holds up. Uh, totally holds up. I think you put this cast in just about any movie, and it's gonna be good because oh, except Ghostbusters too. Except <laughs> Ghostbusters too. <laughs> Jesus oh, wow. Christ! Like and way to shut me down immediately. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So can we cut that? Yeah, that's can we cut that out or what? Not necessarily true. Okay, so yeah, not holds up ghosts. regardless <laughs> of my inaccurate statement. Fucking duh. <laughs> yeah, holds up. And, that's it. And that's well, it? so my thing was the uh, the ballroom scene. One of my favorite favorite scenes of this whole movie is when they go to the hotel, destroy the hotel, then they destroy the ballroom, yeah. and then they come out and charge him five grand. Yeah. And then when he's not going to pay them, they're going to put the ghost back. Yeah. I fucking love that scene. I love I love how they don't give a shit about anything in that room. They're destroying the bar, the chandeliers. Bill they have Murray's, a good time doing it. Bill yeah. Murray's pulling the... Uh, the flowers are, are still, still standing. standing. He's pulling the... Yeah, trying to pull the cloth underneath the, the setting. So he's destroying a table for no reason. Well, they were going to toss it. So he stops it. Well, no, yeah. they tossed a bunch of other ones. And then he does that to that table. I think the he stops them. They were about to toss it. And then he's like, wait, wait, let's do this first. <laughs> what I love about that scene the most, though, is after they walk out with the ghost, um, it's just a testament to how new at this they are. And they have no idea. They haven't even talked about how much they would charge someone for this. So as Bill Murray is talking to the, the hotel guy, He's like, so we're having a, a deal here and it's only going to cost you. And then you can see Egon put his hand up to his face and start waving four fingers. He's like, four big ones. Yeah. And then we're having another special on proton pack recharging and that's only going to cost you. And he puts up, Egon puts up one finger. He's like, $1,000. <laughs> 5000 yeah. I it's had no cool. idea. I won't pay it. Yeah. And yeah. then Ray looks concerned for a sec. Like he never thought that would happen. And but Bill Murray's just like, all right, we'll just put it right back in there. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that guy, I mean, for the damage he did to that ballroom, that easily cost them 15K. Oh, at least. And oh, they also, way more. they also, well, probably more. Yeah. They, they like neutron packed. Yeah. They, and the other parts of the places hotel. Burned. Other parts of the hotel. Yeah. The hallways and stuff. <laughs> they shot up the shit up in the halls. Yeah. I, I just, that first scene where they traumatized the, the cleaning lady <laughs> what the hell are you doing <laughs> it's so all in that that is like that's like what makes it so exciting is when they first catch that first ghost you know movies good when you can't stop breaking down like every scene just about you want to talk about because there's something memorable or funny in there or something that stands out to you as something special right yeah sure. or like some little fucking genius in the actor or the writing or something like that this movie yeah. has it in almost every the, location the, yeah all right so ghostbusters check it out um Show it to your kids. It's a good kid movie. Yeah. A little scary. <laughs>
<laughs> kids would be fine with this. I'm I think gonna he, fucking show Other than a sexual content. 10 years old, 10, 12 years old. I'd let a 10, 12 year old watch this. I'm going to let my five year old watch it. Do it. Do it. She's got balls. Big and as bananas. Stuff. <laughs> 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 All right, folks. Uh, check it out. Ghostbusters. Good flick. Revisit the 80s with this uh, gem. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.